news and reports on SEO. It's Mr. SEO, Joe Balestrino. This is Joe Balestrino, owner and operator of MrSEO.com, and welcome to my podcast. Today I'll be speaking with Kevin Levy, uh, who's with uh, small, brand, uh, small Business Branding, smallbusinessbrandingblog.com. Uh, how you doing, Kevin? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me today. Uh, thanks for being here. I'm a big fan of you guys' blog there at Small Business Branding. Um, I read it all the time, and, and you know I'm just like every other you know uh, business owner out there, Always eager to, to to brand our business and get our name out there and, and build some recognition. So I, I I figured you know what what better place to get the information than from you guys. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about uh, about you and uh, what you do? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, small business branding. I, I just started about a month ago writing for that, and I have about six articles posted. And I tell you, the traffic is just booming at that place. I mean, we've got over fourteen hundred people a day. So yeah, it's a great site. I love it. Um, but that's that's kind of my evening job, my day job, if you will. I, I own my own branding uh, marketing firm called Winning Message, um, winningmessage.com. And basically my job, honestly, is that I help businesses differentiate themselves. And I do that instead of just, you know, at, at the heart I'm a business writer. But instead of just taking a press release assignment or a <clears throat> newsletter assignment, I try to take a, a step back, look at the company I'm writing for, See if they're really differentiated in the marketplace, and if they're not, kind of create some messages that help them differentiate themselves. And then I go ahead and do the writing project. So I consider myself kind of a strategic, you know, smart writer. Right. That's what I do. Right, and you you help businesses um, pretty much brand themselves, and 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 you you consult, you you show them the ropes, so you actually get in there, and get your hands dirty, and <clears throat> I I do both. I have a um, a proprietary methodology where you know I'll do a very detailed analysis of a company's you know brand you know against their competitors and then you know I'll develop new messages based on the insights I've learned and then you know uh, go from there but you know I also do just some simple consulting with some some uh, you know I have a public relations agency I work with and a friend of mine owns it and you know he just brought me on yesterday to talk to a CEO about how he needed to have key messages on his website that, you know, truly brand him as the innovator in the industry. The CEO thinks that his content, you know, is, is viable, it's it's exciting, it's dynamic, and people are going to recognize that, you know, they're this innovator. But at the end of the day, when you read his content, he's just like everybody else. So, yeah, I, I do some consulting as well. Okay, so well, let's just jump right into these questions. So, okay. what, what is what is pretty much what's you know a summary of what branding is? <clears throat> branding to me is um, who like, like like your personality is who you are as a person. It's your business personality. It's basically you know who you are, what you stand for, and you know how people are going to remember you. So, to me, a brand starts with the, the, the spoken word or the written word. So you have to truly understand how you're different than your competitors. Why would a comp- why would a customer or prospect choose you over a competitor? Figure out what that special sauce is and build you know key messages around that that you can put on your website, your sales materials, etc. And then from that, um, you know if you haven't already, you know develop a, a look and feel that you know a logo, um, you know some letterhead, etc. That your website look and feel that speaks to that. You know, if you're if you're a, a company like let's say a net zero or something where you're very 
you, you know, you've positioned yourself as, you know, the low end, very cheap, very, you know, e easy entry point. You don't want to have this website with all this, you know, flash and bang and, and all this stuff because it's, it's counter to what, you know, what they're trying to have to try to promote themselves. So to me, it's all about the spoken word and the look and feel. You have to marry them together. They have to say the same thing. Right, and then I guess the overall is to get people to associate with whatever that is to your company. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, you know, in the business-to-business -business world, when people are looking at, you know, hiring a, a service provider of any kind, um, you know, they always have a short list in their head, and that short list is developed by, you know, word of mouth, other people that say, you know, you've got to go with these guys. They have the best client list. You've got to go with these guys. They have the best customer service go with these guys they have the best product integration but that's their brand their brand they're recognized for those things and hopefully they're taking those um, attributes and building around them so so uh, why, why is branding so I guess I guess you, you pretty much answered why branding is important you, you it's to so that people know who you are when, when you you know if they see your logo they know what <clears> you're about if they see your slogan they know who it belongs to um, and like you said, there's a, there's a key message there you're bringing across to to people um, when you're when you're working on building your brand. Um, but but for the small business owner, how does a small business owner go about branding? I mean, is, is there is there a certain is there a wrong way and a right way to do branding, or is branding just? I mean, do you you really have to um, sit down and think about what you're going to do when you do it, or should you just you know go about business and and just have it brand naturally? Yeah, that's a real good question, Joe. Um, the way I would look at it is, you know, there are a lot of ways to establish yourself as a company, and, <clears throat> you know, you don't have to do it with, you know, millions of dollars spent, you know, to a big consulting firm. Um, <clears throat> you Basically, in my opinion, whether you're selling cookbooks, um, you're, you're making gift baskets on eBay, or you're, <clears throat> you know, a, a lawyer, you've got to, at the end of the day, look <clears throat> at the industry, meaning websites, um, you know, newsletters, promotional materials. Look at if you're look at yourself as a potential customer of yourself, and say, put yourself in the shoes of a customer and say, all right, <clears throat> before I ever even entered into this marketplace, who would I choose and why? You know, you don't have to make a huge Excel matrix and and you know compare apples to apples and all this. Just take a quick look at the websites at the very least of the people that you think are the key players in the industry you're trying to get into. <clears throat> look at them and as a as a potential client and see, you know, why would you choose one versus the other? Basically, what is hopefully screaming out at you is their brand, their differentiation. <clears throat> Basically, let's just say hypothetically, this probably would not happen, but let's say everybody comes in at, you know, they make gift baskets, and they're all, you know, over $150, high-end, you know, seized candy, they have incredible flowers, etc. You're thinking, wow, there's a huge market opportunity here to enter in with a low-cost brand, and go in and, you know, offer quality items but at a much lower price. So your entire brand should be built around um, the look and feel and promoting the low cost. So I think there's a lot of ways to do it, but at the end of the day, you just got to be smart. I mean, everybody that's entering into some sort of business, whether it be by themselves or <clears throat> part of a larger corporation, you're not going to sell anything unless you have something of value to offer to a potential client. So figure out what it is that makes you special. Everybody's got something. What is it that makes you special and build your brand around it? Right. So pretty much you want to make yourself stand out. I mean, there's a lot of businesses on the Internet where you can buy, like you were saying, gift baskets. Um, 
there's you can go out there and buy you know a you know a ready-made site that offers gift baskets, and and you'd have the site this you know exactly the same as everyone else's. And pretty much what you're saying is you need to be different than everyone. You need to stand out because otherwise you'll just get lost in the crowd. You'll just look like every every other person that sells gift baskets. You yeah, know? I mean, and, and to hit to kind of hit your sweet spot with the whole search engine. Imagine, you, you know, somehow you get yourself into the top, the, the first page of a search engine site, right, or the, of the search engine listing for gift baskets. <clears throat> those eight those eight companies are going to come up. Forget about the ones that are on the right hand side that are that are sponsors, but the ones that, you know, have optimized their search engine site, you know, their search words, they come up on the site, like Google, the first eight positions. They're all going to look the exact same to the potential customer unless they stand out somehow. <clears throat> You're going to have your recognizable brands like FTD and 1-800-Flowers, and we, we know what those are all about. But then, you know, if you have one that says cheapest flowers on the Internet or fastest service or we'll do it internationally overnight, I mean, those are those are things you build your brand around. Those are differentiators, and you've got to promote those right up front. Should should somebody find one thing and work on it, or should you know, like like you just said, like you know, fast overnight shipping, or or you know, is 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 should you build your business based on a tagline, or should it be about? Because I've read some stuff on branding where they talk about everything about you know, branding is everything from the way you answer the phone to. Um, you know how you write copy on your website. It speaks to the to the to the customer. So I mean, so should should I base myself on that brand and just build that tagline up as as associating my company with that? Uh, would would that be a good start to pick a um, you know um, a catchphrase and 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 just build my brand based around that? If you can, that, that's not a, that's a that's a good point and a good question. If if you can <clears throat> whittle. Uh, you know, I use the word whittle, um, you know, pare down, you know, the, the special sauce that you have, the key, you know, attributes that make you stand out. If you can pare it down to one specific thing, like the cheapest or the fastest or the strongest, um, then, yeah, <clears throat> I think you could probably put, you know, a three or four word catchphrase in place. And you're right. I mean, just scatter the world with that catchphrase. Put it on your email signature. Put it on all your letterhead. Put it on all your advertising, all your collateral. But the average person, <clears throat> hopefully, um, especially in business to business, I mean, it's, it's it's bigger in business to business. Hopefully, you've got a lot of attributes. You know, you have, <clears throat> you know, this um, upper echelon of experience in your management team. Everybody worked for a Fortune 100 company. <clears throat> You're global, but you have more more offices around the world than anybody. I mean, those are right there. A big company like IBM, you know, they've got a thousand attributes. They're not going to just pick one. <clears throat> so. But I don't think it's a bad idea if you're small. Um, it, it just depends on, at the end of the day, you know what you're best at. You know, is it is it wise for a small company to worry even about branding if if they you know if they're local or they just have a a small market? Does it even pay to take the time and effort to try to brand the company? <clears throat> you know what I think it is, but at the end of the day, you've got people that are you know just hungry to just get out there. It, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt yourself to start a little eBay business if you think you've got, you know, some momentum, some traction around potential buyers. But you know, like the guys that started StubHub, right? They probably started, you know, a couple of years ago. A couple of them had some extra tickets. You know, I'm hypothesizing. They had some extra tickets to the Yankees game, and they're like, "Man, I don't want to just throw these out. I can't get there, and I don't have any friends that want them. So let me. Why don't you know what? We should start a website. 
we should start offering tickets to people that have them at the last minute, people that are trying to get hard to get tickets, etc. Slowly but surely, they mentioned that they noticed that there's a tremendous amount of interest out there. <clears throat> so hopefully, at some point, they didn't just keep going, you know, blinders on, straight forward. They stopped and they looked around and they said, "All right, who are our competitors? You know, how can we, you know, position ourselves differently?" And so, you know, at, at the very least, when you start gaining some momentum and you start getting more successful, then you should. Right. Um, so now you and I had talked about this um, before the podcast um, when we talked a few days ago. We talked about giving away free information. Um, I mean, um, I give out free information all the time, whether it's this podcast or it's articles or it's, you know, the message board. So is giving away free information, is, is, is that a form of branding and is it a good form of branding? Is it something that... Uh, people should, you know, take the time out because you, you're actually putting time and probably money into offering something free. Is is that something that's going to pay off in the long run? I think absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, you can, if you're, you know, fortunate enough to be a good writer uh, and you can clearly articulate, you know, what it is that you offer to a client that nobody else can and why your products or services are better. And yeah, what you should do is write. You know, write as much as you can. Go to, you know, create your own blog or create one of those, you know, super mega blogs. Like, go to one of those mega blogs like Hub Pages and, you know, create your own little sub blog on there that, you know, you can leverage their breadth to get higher on the search engines. <clears throat> and write some topical articles. I mean, if you're, you know, the, the, you know, if you're a mechanic, right, local mechanic or you're starting a big international mechanic agency or something, right, Start offering some articles about, you know, when to change your oil or, you know, how long you should go without, you know, changing your air filter or why you should use rack and pinion steering, whatever it is, right? Um, Because people are going on the Internet and they're looking for a mechanic or they're talking to friends that are looking for a mechanic and they're searching based on, you know, some keywords. And if you can associate yourself with those keywords through articles that are placed in various places – going to get you higher on the search engine and at the same time you're positioning yourself as a thought leader you know i mean <clears throat> i consider myself a a very seasoned you know business writer and branding professional <clears throat> and um you know what i what i do is you know I've, I've created a lot of momentum in the industry around my services by you know i'm a writer on small business branding right we get 1400 people a day go there i've got six articles listed i'm a subject matter expert um I actually wrote a book. <clears throat> you know, you, you put a book next to your name. You know, either if you're a good writer, you do it yourself. If not, you hire somebody. And you put a book next to your name. Now you're an author. You're Again, you're a subject matter expert. And these are also additional vehicles to, you know, put keywords around on the Internet to kind of get, you know, more people funneled to your site. So <clears throat> to me, writing is a great way to get some feelers out there, if you will, some additional um, – buoys to grab onto on the internet, you know, it kind of spreads your, your brand. Uh, I, I think it's fantastic. So now we, we talked about branding a company and you had mentioned, you know, being an author and a writer. So one should, I mean, I've done it with my company and it, it, it kind of started out as branding myself as an individual. Then it turns into branding myself as a company, but should one do both? You know, should, should you know, if I, if I own a business, should I go out and brand myself as an expert and then push my company, or should I just should my company not have a face, or should you know how how would how should one 
go about should, should I go and brand myself as a person or should I go brand myself as a company or do I do both I guess is my question <clears throat> I think it comes back to the you know the MBA kind of question of you know do you do a business plan or don't you <clears throat> it all comes back to do you want to be a big company when you start out or are you just hoping you just want to be a sole proprietor the rest of your life if you want to be a sole proprietor like for example an author <clears throat> uh, you know of uh, you know Mary Clark Higgins whatever her name is or or uh you know, one of these, these, you know, one of these Stephen King novels, right? Um, if you're a writer or something like that, or you know, you're a masseuse or whatever, of course, at the end of the day, it's probably just going to be you. So yeah, I mean, create a celebrity, create a personality, leverage your name, get out there. <clears throat> but if you're people like you and I, you know, I'm starting a branding business. You know, you've got your highly successful search engine optimization business. Originally, it could be, you know, Joe's SEO, right? But as soon as you start gaining some momentum like you already have and you've got a lot of people requesting your services because you're getting big, you want to grow and you want to bring in Bob and Tina and Jerry and Stephanie to work with you and help you. And if it's Joe's SEO, all of a sudden you've niched yourself or positioned yourself or pigeonholed yourself as a small little company. So it all starts with do you want to be big? And if you want to be big, brand your business. Don't brand yourself. I think a lot of people get in trouble and probably start out with, you know, I've got, oh, I, you know, Aunt Mabel makes, you know, incredible chocolate chip cookies. Let's call ourselves Aunt Mabel's Cookies. Well, what happens when it gets huge? I mean, do you want to be made, you know, uh, known for that? Maybe, but probably not. You probably want to be known for something like, uh, you know, Nabisco, right? A bigger name, bigger brand that ultimately, if you look far enough ahead, could even branch out beyond cookies, right? Yeah, I mean that's 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 a a really good point because um just when you were explaining it, you know, it, yeah, if you if you if you use your name as a business, then you like you said, you've kind of pigeonholed yourself in a pigeonhole yourself into a a small thing you want to you you want to come across as a company even if you are an individual so you leave yourself some room to grow. Right. Um so yeah, I mean that that that's that's an excellent point. I mean, I never I never really thought of it that way. You know, here's a good example, if I, if I may. Um, <clears throat> there's this local company that I work for, a wireless company, and the um, the CEO, Steve Williams, um, he has like 20 years of experience in wireless, you know, technology, wiring buildings for, you know, being becoming wireless. You can walk around with your laptops, etc. <clears throat> I'm starting to work with him, and. Uh, one of the things he said the other day was, you know, we need content. We need to get ourselves out there as subject matter experts. So, you know, I'm going to ghostwrite some articles for them, put their name on it. It's obviously based on all their information. I'm going to interview them. But at the end of the day, he said <clears throat> something very interesting. He said, you know, Kevin, I'm a $6 million business. I've got 20 people working for me now. For the longest time, it was all about Steve Williams. And it was Steve Williams Wireless, Steve Williams Wireless. It's like now I'm a big company. It's not about me anymore. It's about my brand. And it's about, he calls himself the wireless guy. And he's like, I don't even want my name on the articles. I just want wireless guys on the articles. And I'm like, you know, in many cases they probably want the name of the author with wireless guys, you know, be behind it. But I'm like, that's a good point because at the end of the day, you really don't. Nobody cares, you know, with all due respect, nobody cares who you are. They care, for, they care about the company that you represent. So, you know, I, <clears throat> another example is, you know, you look at these, um, what do you call them, professional spokespeople, right? They're uh, – um, you know, famous spokespeople. Um, I'm not going to mention any because I think I might get into some trouble. But, <clears throat> you know, you don't want your company necessarily to be known just for that person because they truly are just the, – the company's leveraging that celebrity 
because they represent something, right? Um, you know, it, a person that maybe used to have a, a, a tool show, right, a show about, you know, um, garden and, and automobile tools. You can probably figure out what I'm talking about. You know, somebody that works on that show leaves, you might want to leverage them for, you know, your, your new, um, you know, online wrench shop because they've got the, the, the name associated, their name is associated with tools. But at the end of the day, you don't want your company to be known for that person. You just want your company to be known for the attributes, the attributes that person has. So you've got to be careful. You can't get pigeonholed into it being just Joe's SEO. It's got to be Mr. SEO. Right. So now we, we've talked about branding, and, and there's there's a lot of ways to brand, brand your business. But when it comes to online, when it comes to – since a lot of stuff is online, and, and it's we know it's all about image. I mean, I talk on here a lot about, you know, your site has to be – you know, it's gonna look professional. If it if it looks like crap, you know, and it's it's really it looks like it's old and it's outdated. Nobody upkeeps it, and it's it's you know years behind in design and technology. It's gonna reflect your image. And even when I shop online, if I get to a site, you know, I'll take a look at it. If it doesn't, if it looks like it's 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 not really up to par, or it doesn't have a good image, I won't buy from them just because. You know, it's it's. I guess it's that whole mentality of it. If it doesn't look professional, it, it probably isn't. A pro, you know, I don't want to order. If I'm going to order something from someone, I want to order it from a big company that I know they're going to get my order out in a re- reasonable amount of time. Not somebody who's working part time. You know, at home on the weekends right. to, to ship my order. Right. So, I mean, what what are some good ways to to brand yourself online besides the fact of you know having a nice clean you know professional looking website is it, tools like blogging and 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 you know I've talked about articles but it, what are the ways can people help brand themselves online yeah there there are a lot of ways that you know you can do that aren't terribly expensive and you know you know an obvious one is blogging um another obvious one but again for me it's not just um joesseo.com/blog cuz that's you've got the whole notion of you got to start getting people to come to your site first before they're, before they're ever even going to reach your blog. That's why I think you know you should leverage one of those mega blogs like a Blog Talk Radio or Blog.com or Hub Pages. Get your content on there because they've already got tremendous breadth and you know searchability on the web on the on the, the search engine. So you can do blogs, <laughs> and every article that you write, you link back to your site, and on your site, you link back to those articles. Press releases. I mean, it's so easy to get a press release out about you know <clears throat> anything. Press releases could be you, you landed a new customer, right? A press release is a great way to just raise your, 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 your flag and say, hey, I'm out here. Check me out. It's free. You know, get somebody to write it. Write it yourself. So many online web, um, web you know, email, what do you call them, press release distribution services that are free. Um, you can also create a newsletter. You know, it, everybody's got some, something to say, <clears throat> something about a specific product that they offer, something about, you know, a customer story that they have to tell or, um, you know, a topical um, article that they've written or they want to talk about, or a, web, a webinar or a web seminar they're going to promote or an event they're going to be at. Put in a quick little email and, uh, you know, with links back to your site. Again, search engine optimization. And, and have people, um, you know, f- hear about you that way. Wh- whether You know, it's branded, obviously, with your look and feel of your company, right? And if, 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 it, if for nothing else, no other reason – Every month they get that email from you and they click on it and they 
at least see your brand and your logo and <clears throat> your tagline right when they click it open, even if they don't read anything. I mean, at the very least, you're branding yourself. You're getting your name and your image in front of these people every day. And there are a lot of ways that you can get, you know, um, like a big email distribution list. If you're a cotton candy, if you're a cotton candy company, go to Cotton Candy Monthly Magazine and rent their um, their distribution list. Very easy, not terribly expensive, and they'll let you send out your newsletter to everybody on their list. And then have an opt-in opt-in page, and hopefully, of those 50,000 people, 800 of them will opt into your newsletter. Bam, you've got 800 people now. I mean, there's there are a lot of ways to leverage the internet. Right, and I, I was uh, reading on on your. I was going through some of your um, some of your posts on the blog today, and I and I noticed that um, you talk about um, you know your company and and your your character and, and not to do anything to tarnish it. Right. And, and with the, in the world of the internet today, there's a lot of ways that can happen. You can write a bad email to someone and they publish it, or you know you make a comment on someone else's blog and then and then it just it, it gives you a bad name. And, and there's always the saying that there's no such thing as bad publicity, but according to what your post is, there is such a thing as bad publicity. I, I think there's absolutely something to bad publicity. And <clears throat> you know, I've been in public relations now for about 11 of my 13 years uh, career. And you know, I've worked for the big companies and the small companies. And you know, <clears throat> here's here's just an example. It's funny, but it's an example of how any publicity can be bad. And and I, you know, any excuse me, any bad publicity could be bad. And I, for one, would rather be you know unknown and, and try the the tried and true ways of getting out there and getting the word out than being known for a huge disaster. But there was this IBM professional that I worked with, and I lined him up for an interview with a small little newspaper in New Jersey called the Poughkeepsie Journal. You probably know about it, Joe, because you're in New Jersey. But <clears throat> anybody else I'm from IBM... I'm in New York. I'm sorry? I'm oh, in it's New York. New York. You're right. I'm sorry. It's in New York. And and IBM is based in New York. But, you know, coincidentally, okay. coincidentally, um, you know, the, the article that, you know, the, the guy, the spokesperson for IBM said something really foolish. And, uh, you know, as a joke, kind of under his breath. Like, you know, we all know IBM sucks or something. It was something that he should not have said. And the reporter looked at it as, wow, I've got a VP on the, on, from IBM saying something like that. Let me quote it, <clears throat> and he put that as the headline of, you know, you know, IBM sucks, says VP of whatever, whatever. And, um, you know, it was only in the Poughkeepsie Journal, so who cares, right? Well, that just happened to be where Lou Gerstner, the CEO of, of um, IBM, lives. Mm. And so, you know, <clears throat> and at the end of the day, how do you know a prospective employee that is thinking about joining IBM and could be a, a huge business changer for IBM because they're this you know they're they're this revolutionary new engineer. How do you know they don't live in Poughkeepsie? They might read that article, you know. And at the end of the day, I think your your brand is your personality. Just like you you hate when people say something bad about you if it's not true, and, and you go many people go to great lengths to 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 get that person to understand that what they're saying isn't true. Right, because they don't want people to think badly of them. Same thing about a company. I mean, the last thing you want is somebody to go on, you know, your 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 chat board or on you know Yahoo message board for your company or your blog or or whatever or opinions, right? And say anything bad about your company, especially if it's not true, because um, you know people are going to see that and people are going to associate it with that. You know, I mean, well, think about one, one quick interjection. Think about. Um, and I feel so bad for those people at, at Anderson, you know, Anderson Accounting, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, pedigree company, 
Maybe 10 of them might have done something wrong with regard to Enron, but 300,000 people lost their jobs and the company went under just because they were associated with something that tarnished their image. You think they wish they could take that back? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, and that's the thing, though. It's, it's you know, if you run a business, there's always a risk. You can't make everyone happy. There's going to be some people that are going to be dissatisfied. Is there, you know, is there, I mean, is there, I don't know if there is a way, but is there a way that, you know, your brand can survive that, or is there a way that you can use, I mean, can you spin it? I mean, what would you do if, you know, you have your site, um, you know, winning message, you know, what happens if someone slandered you or, or just said something that may or may not have been true? I mean, um, what do you do in that instance? Do you counteract it? Do you, do you ignore it? Do you address it? Um, I, I think the most as, important thing is you remain professional. And whether it's true or not, you address it. You know, it's kind of the whole Exxon Valdez spill disaster. you got to address it right away. That's the most important thing. And if it's true, <clears throat> let's say – you know, I'm a cotton candy company, and our cotton candy got somebody sick, right? It could have been just a one-off, but the last thing you do is cover it up because that person is going to go out there screaming. What you do is you contact that person, make sure they're okay. You ask them if you could pay their medical bills. You know, <clears throat> even if they post something on your on your um, site, you respond to it by saying, you know, we want to, you know, our hearts go out to this individual who unfortunately, you know, fell ill due to our product. We've done an extensive background check, and we recognize it was a one-time thing, blah, blah, blah. There, it's gone. Instead, if you cover it up and don't say anything or you slander that person back, bam, now you're like national headlines, cotton candy industry, you know, and you can really, you can really tarnish your image. So you know, at the end of the day, I think you just got to be above board, you got to be honest, and you got to be, you know, um, you got to respond right away. You have to address the problem. Right. Well, that's that's you know, you give some really great advice, and um, I know this will help a lot of you know, people in business starting to, um, you know, thinking about getting into business. I, I get emails from a lot of people that are um, looking to, you know, start a business. And I usually, when I push my services, I always try to explain to people that we're we're helping them brand their business. If right. if you're going to write an article and you're going to put it out there, well, you want a professional person to write it because if it's not written professionally, it can actually hurt your image. And you don't want to be associated with putting out bad content because then. That's that's a reputation you're gonna unfortunately wind up having. So um, you know, th this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to um, to help people understand what branding is and, and how important it is. And branding is part of everything we do here as far as search engine optimization. You know, you get clients ranking for certain terms. People start associating those terms with the, with that person's website. So you know, to me, it's 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 branding is a very important part of of building a business, whether it's online or it's it's offline. Um, so I'm going to wrap this this up. Is is there any other tips or information or anything you want to throw out there? Um, I think there's one go? key one key <clears throat> equation that I, I should have mentioned I didn't, and it's it's a memorable one. It's brand equals reputation. You don't want to tarnish your personal reputation. You don't want to tarnish your professional brand. Brand equals reputation. It's all about your brand. Word of mouth is probably the biggest way people make, make money, get new business, new clients. It's word of mouth through the Internet. It's word of mouth through referrals. You, know, you don't want anybody to think of you in a negative way. You want them all to remember you for that key differentiator, that key value you provide. So brand equals reputation. That's what I want to leave people with. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, 
so much. Um, and you you blog on smallbusinessbranding.com. Right. And and uh, you have your own site, which is um, winning winningmessage.com. Uh, right. www.winningmessage.com. We offer all kinds of business business writing, um, strategic marketing services. Okay. And and I, I appreciate your time. I, you know, you really you really um, you really made this podcast great today with uh, all that great information that you provided. So thanks again, Kevin. Well, I appreciate the time, Joe, and I appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. Alrighty. This concludes this episode of the Mr. SEO Podcast. Tune in next week when I talk with Joe White about social media, social bookmarking, and SEO in general. Also, if you're interested in purchasing domain names or hosting, please visit uh, www.mr-seo.net um, for domain names as low as $1.99. Um, if you're interested, if you're a web developer and you're interested in providing SEO services for your clients, um, we offer the service of Mr. SEO. Please contact me at joe at mr-seo.com. If you're interested in our, our list on article submission sites that you can submit your articles to, sites that you can submit your blog, podcast, or directory that you can get a one-way non-reciprocal link to high PR sites, please visit the blog, which is www.mr-seo.com slash WordPress. You can find all those links there. If you have any comments or suggestions about the podcast, please contact me, Joe, at mr-seo.com. Thank you. Now we've reached the end of the show. Come back again for the man of the know. He's Mr. SEO, Joe Bellastrino.